Hey everyone, Daniel here. Uh, this episode was supposed to be released the Monday after Endgame. Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, Jason and I are having trouble recording on a regular basis, considering we live uh, pretty far from each other. So, we're talking about dedicating two months with no podcasts and... Uh, creating a backlog. We're thinking about June and November. I'm still probably going to release an episode on David Bowie and his influence on the LGBTQ community, but that might be a solo episode. It might be one with Jason. So we'll talk about this more next week, but uh, stay tuned and uh, enjoy the show. Welcome to DJ BFF! Whee! A little slow on the response. Sorry, I was distracted by our current episode's topic. The Daniel Jason Best Friends Forever podcast. I'm joined by my better half, Jason Williams. And I'm joined by the world's greatest magician. Oh wait, I've used that joke on a previous episode. I'm joined by Daniel. <laughs> the world's okayest magician. <laughs> hey. You're better than that. Average McAvergerson, the world's okayest magician. <laughs> that just reminds me of uh, doing magic at Wasteland and having someone turn to their significant other and saying, you need to see Sand Demon's magic. It always makes me so overwhelmed. And him responding with, I am ready to be whelmed. <laughs> that is a... Uh... That's a safe assumption, I guess. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I am tired. Yeah, that's that's me too. <laughs> Fucking fair is killing me. Yeah, yeah. All of our weekends being used on fair. All of my weekdays being used on being hyped for Endgame. Although that's out by the time this episode comes out, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're recording this ahead of time, so neither of us have seen Avengers Endgame. So nobody speak any Endgame spoilers into your podcast device. I don't want to hear it. I've been avoiding the internet for weeks, specifically to avoid all Endgame spoilers. I've avoided all Endgame trailers. I actually don't send texts to people. I just have my friend kind of recite them. Oh no, I recite them and then he kind of texts them out. I've resorted to watching the very real DVD porn collection I have in my apartment. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally breaking that thing out. <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to be used. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be watching Naughty Wives Volume 15. I'll, I'll get to the end of the scene and go, hey, by the way, uh, so... Uh, you know Thor actually <laughs> dies halfway through the movie, like, no! <laughs> God damn it, Why have you taken me? <laughs> I specifically watched the show to avoid those spoilers. <laughs> Do you have any uh, crazy Avengers Endgame theories? This is coming out after the movie. So, so people will be able to make fun of us for how awful yeah, they are. Yeah, this is just two fucking idiots talking about theories that are almost definitely not true. All right. My theory 
is they're going to set it up so that you think Ant-Man is going to shrink and expand in Thanos' ass as a way to appease the meme community. But right before he does it, Thanos squeezes so hard that Ant-Man actually suffocates and dies while in his asshole. And then at the last second, Howard the Duck has to come in and save the day. You stole my theory, you <laughs> fucking dick. Damn it. I'm so sorry. I was, li- I was literally going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, God. Now that we agree, maybe it will happen. It's like we finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. With our super like relevant Frozen references. <laughs> uh well thanks for stealing my theory jason so i guess it's a bit weird now if i were to ask you what your (laughs) game theory is you know what (laughs) i Uh, feel bad (laughs) do you have any dates um i'm going to rent fair for a couple more weeks at the Irwindale Fair. Yes, Jason and I fair. will be at the Southern California Renaissance Pleasure Fair in Irwindale, where the 210 and 605 meet. Jason will be dancing. I'll be playing music and doing magic, not at the same time. Hell yeah. Um, how's your, no how's your fair been so far? Pretty great. A couple of them have been kind of rough trying to get into the swing of things, but I don't think anybody notices when I dance badly. Hopefully, except for that one time when you guys had to use that cane thing and bring it out onto the stage and try to pull me when I went into that improv routine. But I was just nervous, so I freak what's out when the, that happens. What's the deal with plague rats? <laughs> I mean, you're a rat, but you got the plague. <sighs> <laughs> what is this thing doing here? Dodge, dodge. Wait, I have got a couple more jokes to say. <laughs> you ever realize that, you ever notice that Red knights joust like this, <laughs> while green knights joust like this. <laughs> Quick, tackle him, get him. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Jason dances better than I play guitar, so moderately fine. Straight up lie, except for the moderately fine part. I'll accept that compliment. Thanks. <laughs> Do you have any dates? I except for Renaissance Fair, which I guess we just went over. Yeah, I. Will probably be at Fanimit. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> I. Oh, God. Fucking cat shit. <laughs> I will probably be at Fanime for a day oh, or two yeah. to party. That's right. I might try that too. You should. We should drive up together because uh, I might call in a favor. To have us crash somewhere. I was thinking of contacting some people too. Okay. Seeing whoever's up there. Cool. Let me know how your favorite goes. So, Jason. Oh, wait, what about. Oh, no, this episode's coming out after that. Never what? mind. I was about to say, what about Yaoi Expo? Oh, yeah, I, I did Yaoi Expo. <laughs> this is a bit late now. A while ago. <laughs> <laughs> if you're able to go back in time to attend this gig alright <laughs> that doesn't matter anymore if you, okay I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this if you go back in time you should do two things one uh, kill go, Hitler no okay <laughs> number one 
first priority is that you should go back in time and buy tickets for Yowie Expo. Nice. And then number two, uh, less important, go back in time, killing the person who attempts to kill Hitler. Why? Because here's the thing. If you kill Hitler, then you don't actually know how the future is going to play out. Oh, I see. It's a full gamble. Because if you kill Hitler, there is a power vacuum in Nazi Germany, which means they will probably splinter into more extreme, smaller groups. Oh. And you know, if if you have time travel, somebody else does, and they're going to try to kill Hitler... So you should intercept them. Yes, you should intercept them and kill the person trying to kill Hitler because why would you gamble on something without knowing the full odds, especially if that thing is time? Yeah, you don't want to mess with time. Look. Unless it's to get Yowie Expo tickets, of course. <laughs> yes. Go back in time and buy Yowie Expo tickets and then kill the guy trying to kill Hitler. <laughs> Anyway, that segues great into the fact that we're, <laughs> we're talking about the Big Bang Theory. I guess so, because they're kind of related to physics and time. I'm sure it, it segues in some way. And so, of course, you're talking about the, the theory about the how the universe was created, of course, right? Uh, there is a crack theory that the last episode of Big Bang Theory, the group of friends and the world... Whoa. Because they work at JPL. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, I hope they do that. I think this is the last <laughs> season, too. It ends in like four weeks, man. Oh, man. That would be, I would give them so much credit if they did that. It'd be like that dinosaur show you told me about before. Oh, man. That is so <laughs> fucked. <laughs> so, of course, we're not actually talking about the actual Big Bang Theory. We're talking about we're the talking TV about the show. sitcom. Yeah, about a bunch of nerdy friends being nerds at each other a sitcom about nerds written by a guy who would have beaten me up as a nerd in high school yeah (laughs) apparently he uses like a physicist nerd guy as like a consultant on the show but it's hard to tell sometimes except for the fact that he's like hey dude what are some nerdy words you nerds like to use gonna quantum exponential (laughs) schrodinger All right, so this, the next joke will be Sheldon will say quantum exponential Schrodinger. I don't really care about the context. Cool. Let's <laughs> end that with season one. Let's end season one with that. <laughs> Just those three words in a row. <laughs> Cue a laugh track. <laughs> so why are we talking about Big Bang Theory again? Because we are going to review the episode with Stan Lee. Oh, that's right, because we talked about our favorite Stanley cameos last week, was it? Yes. And so now we have to go the other direction. (sighs) Jason, we will be judging this episode on three factors. I want you to put aside your personal bias of Big Bang Theory. Hey, I am Big Bang Theory's number one fan. Is that why you're wearing a small kitty? Fuck you. (laughs) Soft kitty. Warm kitty. I'm wearing a flash shirt. (laughs) Happy kitty, sleepy kitty. Uh, uh, Green lantern. (laughs) It's exactly why I'm wearing that. (laughs) 
<laughs> Executive producer Chuck Lore. Um, <laughs> That's on the back of the shirt. <laughs> so we are going to be judging this on three facets. One, is the story good? Right. Last week, I talked about my favorite, not favorite, third favorite Stanley cameo being Winter Soldier because the story in that movie was so good. Yes. So that makes sense. Is the story, the actual plot of the episode, is it good? Number okay. two, does Stan Lee add anything to the story? Hmm. So here's the thing. A lot of Stan Lee cameos, like the bullshit ones, uh, it's kind of whatever. He's in Spider-Man 1 and 2, but he's only in it for like half half a second as he pulls a little girl statistically out of the way of something <laughs> falling. But uh, like your Spider-Man 3 cameo you talked about last time, for example, yeah, he actually like added yeah, something. that added something because it's great. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good criteria. Uh, number three, is it funny? Oh, yeah. I Put aside all of your bias, Jason. All right, I'm looking at this perfectly objectively. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna be honest. Jason laughs at everything. I do. It's true. And Jason laughing while watching this episode made me laugh. <laughs> I'm which sorry. Basically means I have to kill you, Jason. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> he said, "Stay perfectly objective," and I did my best. <laughs> So, this episode uh, kicks off with Raj walking into a comic book store with a shirt that plays the Imperial March. Okay, I have to say, I actually like that t-shirt. I mean, I would never buy it. I owned one. But I'll get it. I used to own one, Jason. Oh my god, did you really? Yes. Oh god, this is why we're friends. (laughs) So that that cut pretty deep. I was like, (laughs) that's not... That's not good. Oh, no. That's me. (laughs) And everyone is like, why the fuck are you playing music from your shirt? So I have cool entrance music and people know that I'm supposed to be feared. Again, very relatable to (laughs) me over a decade ago. (laughs) Was that like Teenage Daniel? Instead of the Imperial March, it was uh, Jack Sparrow's theme. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, uh basically they're like hey you sh- uh stewart the guy who runs the comic book shop is like hey comic book? you should add uh, no okay i totally thought it was <laughs> however however i at the end of this if we make it through this episode i will tell you uh my stan lee story sweet i'm excited okay i remember so, you mentioning something about stan lee at a comic book shop once and that's the first thing i thought when i saw the beginning of this episode <laughs> stewart the guy who runs the comic book store is like hey guys you want to add this to your google calendars which is way too specific yeah <laughs> that is no that is that's unnecessary stan it's like lee- it's supposed to try to be a joke because it's so specific but it's not stan lee <laughs> is going to be here on thursday doing a signing Oh, wow. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, My uncle is his skin doctor. And yeah. It sounds creepy when you put it that way. Can't you just say dermatologist? Skin doctor sounds like... skin. (laughs) I'm pretty sure skin doctor is a name of a Stephen King novel. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And of course, Sheldon, uh, Mr. Bojangles himself is... uh, 
Mr. I Bojangles. Don't, I don't want to, you know, Sheldon's favorite, famous catchphrase, Bojangles. <laughs> I think that sounds like a clown. Bojangles, Jason. I think anyway, it's sh- something else. But <laughs> Sheldon's just like, hey, I don't want to know about Stan Lee's infectious skin disease. Which, uh, which, what's his face? Uh, Leonard turns and says, Stan Lee does not have an infectious skin disease. Well, Leonard, who do you think you are? Stuart's uncle? Oh! Laugh track. Boom! Is that when Rod plays another song? Or maybe he doesn't. I'm not sure. Look, I know it was like five, six years early. But what if Raj just started playing the John Cena theme? <laughs> yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> do, 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 do. Anyway, cut back to... The intro song. Uh, do, 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 do. you got to admit, it's pretty catchy. Having said that, don't remember any of the words. Yeah, it's very catchy. Like chlamydia. <laughs> Math, science, history. Examining the mystery that all started with the Big Bang. I think I got that right. Hell yeah. Okay, anyways, we do I'm this. Gonna, I'm going to pack it all up. Intro this song we all over. love. This, this podcast is over. <laughs> anyway, cut no. two. They're back at Sheldon and Leonard's apartment trying to figure out uh, what they want signed. With Rod responding to various jokes and remarks by changing the music on his shirt. Yeah. I'm going to say that because I wrote a note here and I was very impressed with how quickly he was able to react to everybody saying things. With immediate comedic, time, comedic timing, with the perfect Joker sound effect. I'm not gonna lie, Raj is the real hero of this Big Bang Theory episode. <laughs> I like, I like to imagine that he anticipated everything everybody's gonna say, and just has the proper songs or sound effects just kind of keyed up on his phone. He's just sitting there waiting for somebody to, to say something, so he could play like a raspberry <laughs> sound from his T-shirt. Was that his phone he was using? Uh, probably. You own the T-shirt, so I'm considering you an expert at all sound blasting T-shirts. It was it was a thing people had. It was basically an aux cord that plugged into a speaker that was on your shirt. <laughs> gotcha. So it's probably his phone. Yeah. Almost, almost definitely his phone. <laughs> so Leonard is on the couch. And he's like, oh, I don't know what I want to get signed. My uh, Journey into Mystery 83, which is the first appearance of Thor. Oh, or that's Or my is. Fantastic Four number five, which is the first appearance of Doctor Doom. Did he How actually much... say what those are the first appearances of? Yes. Or did you know those? Oh, okay. Ah, oh, damn. I was like, that would have been kind of cool if he was more subtle about it and said those issues without saying, like, the first appearance of Blah or the first appearance of Blah. Look, it's Big Bang Theory. It is, it's a show created uh, to sell nerd shit to normies, but instead of having them appreciate nerd shit, it's like, ha, you like <laughs> Batman. Basically, if it was like, okay, like, for example, Community, if this show was Community and a character was like that nerdy, he would have said those two things without saying what character first appeared in them. Yeah. And if you knew that, you would have been like, oh, that was cool. It was like a joke just for me, because I'm a nerd. How much do you think Journey into Mystery number... How much do you think that issue of Journey into Mystery cost right now on oh, eBay? Shit. I don't know. Uh, first appearance of Thor? Ballpark it. So it's got to be pretty good. $100. Is that too low? Uh, I'll give you two more two more chances. He's kind of like a B-hero, isn't he? 
so I can't imagine it'd be that much. On the other hand, I guess he probably got bigger from MCU. Two more chances, Jason. 120. Higher. Uh, uh, 150. $1,039. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. I was wrong. I forgot even the V-Heroes are... I was thinking about raising it to 200 and I was like, I don't know. That's kind of a lot. How much do you think that Fantastic Four issue is worth? Okay. Fantastic Four, some of the original Stanley heroes... So that's got to be $800? More. $1,200. Get one more chance. $1,300? Oh, $8,300. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my God. And Would getting him signed make him worth he, more or less? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he just has them. Oh. Like they're not graded or anything. They're not in, like, protective cases. They're just in normal bags and boards. How does he have that? <laughs> they should be, like, in, like, glass cases. Look, I'm going to be honest. Uh, if you have enough money for Journey into Mystery and Fantastic Four, and you just have $10,000 to buy two <laughs> rare comics, don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> anyway, uh, Howard gives himself a paper cut, and he goes into Sheldon's desk to get a Band-Aid, where he discovers, Hey, Sheldon, why do you have all these paychecks in oh, your God. desk that are unopened? I forgot how shallow the premise of this show starts. Because the things I want to buy don't exist yet. Which, I don't think that's how paychecks work. Yeah. I'm pretty sure those checks expire after a while. <laughs> He also says he doesn't trust banks, but you'd think if he'd be a super genius, he'd be super smart about money and know that, like... Okay. This was before Bitcoin, Jason. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I forgot. A true genius would have predicted that. Banks He's are... He's just waiting for Bitcoin to exist. Compared to banks, Bitcoin is 1,000% more secure. I could totally imagine Sheldon lording over the other characters, his Bitcoin investment, not gonna lie. <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, fucking... Penny walks in, uh, and her character is unfortunately, hey, I'm hot, and I'm a love interest, but I'm ditzy and a waitress, and I'm trying to be an actress. Yeah, I mean, her character makes sense. I just wish she wasn't like, I think at this time, she was like the only female character, basically, regular. Yeah. And even when they do add more female characters, none of them are geeks. Oh, I forgot that about that show. Now I'm sad. So she walks in, <laughs> and Leonard, who she is dating at the time, goes, uh, Hey, guess who's going to the comic book shop on Thursday? I'll give you a hint. It's Stan Lee. Oh, I, I, I love Stan Lee. <laughs> He's from Star Trek? No, Star Wars. No, those goofy kung fu movies you like. That's Bruce Lee. God damn it. <laughs> so Stanley is his nerdy cousin. <laughs> I couldn't tell if I was, I was like relating with Leonard at this moment, but I was like, the audience that watched this show must be relating with Penny at this moment. They must look, be. <laughs> I, look, this, ep this episode came out in 2009. Oh yeah. So this was like only a year after Iron Man, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That actually makes a lot of this episode make sense. Cause I was like, at the moment of the scene, I was like, really, Penny? I mean, everybody knows who Stan Lee is at this point. Like, 
everybody screams in the theater when he's got his cameo in a movie. But at 2009, okay, maybe I get it. Nobody would know. Except for us geeks. Nerd! <laughs> anyway, so uh, fucking Howard finds a summons in Sheldon's desk. And he's like, oh, you got to go to court because you ran a red light. Wait, Penny, this is when I drove you to the emergency room. No, it wasn't. You're in the photo and it's your car with your license plate. No, it's not. I actually like this joke. This is probably one of the moments I laughed, I think. And a little piece of my soul died. <laughs> and anyway, it turns out like, oh, well, Sheldon, all you have to do is go to the courthouse on Thursday and argue your case. But wait, Thursday is when Stan Lee's going to be at the comic book shop. Oh, no. <laughs> what are we going to do? I think we're going to have to spend an episode resolving this problem. Well, one of us will. Don't worry, Jason, because Penny promises to pay him back once she's in a TV show or a movie. Oh, right. This is early in the series when she's still trying to be an actress. And... Spoilers, Jason. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Spoilers God. for Big Bang Theory that are like eight years old at this point. God, I can't watch Naughty Wives Volume 15 without Endgame spoilers. <laughs> can't record my podcast. I can't record about... this podcast without Big Bang Theory spoilers. <laughs> Hey, I didn't say what she becomes. It's a superhero. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Sheldon, it's court day, and he's wearing a plaid suit that honestly looks very Jokerish. Yeah, it kind of does. And actually. because I know this, Jim Parsons is actually a great actor. Mm-hmm. So him as the Joker would actually be kind of cool. I, he could probably pull it off, actually. That would be... He could be a creepy Joker, I think, and still be entertaining. That's true. That'd be pretty cool. Instead, Walking Phoenix will be good too. Anyway, so Penny and Sheldon, they go to the courthouse and the judge is like... Oh, uh, wait, wait. You what? forgot the part where he's like, hey, are you guys going to come with me to the courthouse? And his friends are like, nope. And Howard's like, nah. And Rod plays like a funny song on his shirt. Like wah wah or something like that. You know the sound I'm thinking. Bum bum bum. That one. Oh, that would be a good one. <laughs> I'm guessing they did ones for like they have like rights to because he played the Law and Order theme at one point, and I was like, is that a CBS show? Are they allowed to do that? That's NBC, I think. How did he do that? Anyways. <laughs> And so, he's sad because they all the all abandoned him to go to court, except for Penny, of course. Yeah. So Sheldon is in court, and he's basically like, "All right, Judge, here is my forty-five minute explanation on why you shouldn't find me." Uh, then you make it like two and a half minutes. All right. Here are the main points about why you should not find me. <laughs> cool. Thanks. I'm gonna find you. I really thought that. Sixth Amendment argument was going to work. I was told that was a solid proof argument. Look, Jason, if you and I did that, it wouldn't work. But if he would have said, like, am I being detained, he probably would have been fine. <laughs> and maybe showed, like, his $10,000 worth of comic books. All right, look, so I, I this show bugs me a lot for a bunch of reasons. 
but I would be lying if Sheldon saying, hey, I want to let you know I am at the top of my profession and you are a judge for traffic. Court. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that part now. <laughs> Fuck you, judge. You better apologize or I'm throwing you in jail. Fuck you. All right, you're in jail. What an unexpected turn of events. <laughs> yeah. Pretty dumb for a super genius. Yeah. But I get it. He's got a bad charisma score. So he's in jail with a bunch of hardened criminals. He's in jail <laughs> and all of his friends are freaking out because they're meeting Stan Lee. And what breaks Sheldon? The fact that he has to pee in a bowl in front of all these people in jail. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Could you do that? I could do it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I could I could do it. <laughs> Not if they're watching, though. <laughs> I can't go when people are watching. <laughs> Guys, look away. Anyway, he gets out and... Uh, all he has to do is apologize, and he gets yeah, out. All he has to do is apologize, <laughs> which I am so jealous of his lack of melanin. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he gets home, and all of his friends have comics, except for, you know, all the comics are signed. Hey, to my friend Leonard from Stan Lee Excelsior. Hey, to my friend Howard from Stan Lee Excelsior. To Raj. From Stan Lee. <laughs> and it's not because he's racist. It's because... Uh, why does Stan Lee name all of his characters with alliteration? Peter Parker, Daredevil, Reed Richards, Sue Storm. Which, by the way, has to be a question he's gotten... I know, right? ...every single day for like 50 years. I would be annoyed at that one. But do you know who Millie the Model is? That's one of the names he said, and I have no... I don't think I've ever heard of that character. I I don't know, man. I'm looking it up. Comics are so expansive, you literally cannot know everything. Yep. You could get a degree in comicsology, which I think is actually a website. This episode is not sponsored by comicsology. <laughs> is Co Marvel Comics' longest-running humor title? How have I never heard of this? It ran from the 1940s to 1970s. Damn. Anyway, Sheldon and Penny get back to the apartment. That looks like Archie. Yeah, probably. Did Marvel own Archie? No. <laughs> All right, so Penny and Le uh, well, fuck, fuck, fuck. Penny and Sheldon, they get back to the apartment, and they're like, oh, not only did we get our comics signed by Stan Lee, we also got gelato with him. Oh, shit. Could you imagine getting gelato with Stanley? I could. <laughs> I think I could too. I would still be pretty happy. Like Sheldon's not. He's super sad. I wanted gelato Look, with I'm Stanley. Look, I'm not going to shame Sheldon because we did miss the pillows at Comic-Con. That's true. <laughs> That's probably the closest you've so, ever come uh, that, to feeling is, that same disappointment. This is the closest <laughs> shred of empathy I have towards... Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> yeah. At least you weren't dragged away from somebody else spending that time in jail. You were having fun in other parts of Comic-Con. Imagine how he feels. So, uh, Penny feels super guilty. Sheldon's so, kind of pissed. Yeah, so Penny goes to the comic book store and is like, Hey, Stuart, uh, do you know how I can get in touch with Stan Lee? Do you have his phone number? Sorry, Penny, I don't. Oh, no worries. But I do have his address. 
You are a cute blonde girl. <laughs> oh, really? Can I have it? No. Why would you say that then? I panicked. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, Stuart. Wait. Maybe we can do a trade. <laughs> and the first thing that pops into my head is, holy shit. I know, right? And me is, too. I'm like, oh god, what is he gonna ask is for? Is Stuart gonna ask for feet picks? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, what are you gonna say, Stuart? Please don't make it be weird. <laughs> Thanks for dropping that notebook right into the mic, Jason. Okay. Anyway, it turns out one? Stuart just wants uh, to take Penny as a plus one to a wedding because the wedding is the cousin who Stuart takes as a plus one to weddings. So Stuart was taking his cousin who was already engaged to other weddings? What? No, uh, look, it's too complicated. He must have been because she's well, getting married this is, now. This is an unnecessary web. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so. Alright, sorry, I'm digging too deep into Big Bang. Penny and Sheldon, long. they go to Stanley's house. Uh, and who answers the door? Brian Michael Bendis. What a twist! Not Stanley. Oh, thank God! I was wondering when the Stanley cameo was going to be in this episode. <laughs> it's Stanley who walks out in a very lush, fancy blue Fantastic Four robe. I do. Okay, I love that robe. I was waiting. I thought they were going to meet him when they were in line at the comic book shop to meet him, and they didn't. I was like, "What is he going to show up in this damn episode?" So it's Stanley and in he a robe. Shows up with that sweet ass. Flew Fantastic Four row. And he's like, God, you fanboys, you guys are awful. You just show up at my house uninvited. Why don't you just come in and watch the Laker game with me? Which Sheldon responds with, I don't like sports, but thank you. And immediately walks into Stan Lee's house. Because he's a robot. I'm not going to lie. They do, they've done the Sheldon doesn't understand the sarcasm joke so often that the second Stan Lee said that, I immediately kind of started cringing because I saw this joke coming from a mile away. And I was like, he's just going to walk in or say thank you. And he did. And I was like, oh, God. Damn. I know it's a TV show and it's not real. But the joke was so forced. And I was and like, that, And that's when Stan yells, Joni, call the police. And Sheldon gets arrested again. Yeah. I assume. Joan. Uh, Who is that? Joan. His wife. Ah. Yeah, she voiced Madam Web in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, she's pretty cool. <laughs> in fact, she is the person we have to thank for Stan sticking around at Marvel to make the Fantastic Four. Really? He was going to leave and she was like... He was fed up with comics and was about to quit. And she said, why don't you just make one book? Something you want to make on your own terms. And he made the Fantastic Four. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, so that's how... Oh, that's pretty cool. And, and now she calls the cops on fanboys who enter their house. <laughs> I mean, same, dude. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and they get back to the apartment. Stop dropping God shit, Jason. Dropping things. You... All right. <sighs> All right, okay. So they get back to the apartment. So Penny and Sheldon, they get back to the apartment. And Sheldon's like, you may have had gelato with Stanley, but I saw inside his house and got his autograph on this restraining order. Ooh. It'll look perfect next to my one from Leonard Nimoy. Was that from a past episode? No, it wasn't. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> and that's how the episode ends. Yay! <sighs> what was your favorite part? When it ended. 
<laughs> that is a good answer. So, the three questions that need to be answered. Uh, is the story good? Is the plot interesting or anything close to it? I'm going to say kind of. I like the bare hints at a continuity because at this part of the series it was barely there when they referenced her falling earlier. Um, other than that, it was pretty standard Big Bang Theory fare. Like, nerd's gonna nerd, except for Stan Lee in it. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, man, for Big Bang Theory, this episode wasn't super cringy. That's true, they've it been was, worse it before. kind of fine. It was alright. It wasn't especially, like, derogatory towards nerds, or especially sexist, or any of the... Not rapey at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, is the story good for Big Bang Theory? Sure, why not? <laughs> and, but, and we laughed at one or two parts unfortunately <laughs> does the cameo add anything well the cameo was kind of the crux of the entire plot so I guess technically the the cameo does add something I mean barely <laughs> Well, he's kind of like I don't know yeah but uh, without the cameo the story doesn't happen true the cameo is kind of the resolution to the problem i guess of like ah poor sheldon doesn't get to meet stan lee and it would have been kind of disappointing if they just kind of like fast forwarded without him meeting stan lee (laughs) but it's like sheldon on his deathbed (laughs) (laughs) my one regret Never not, meeting Stanley. <laughs> not meeting Stanley. Oh, and having him, him sign that one issue of Batman, so I will have a unique but confusing artifact. <laughs> and finally, is it funny? I did like his Fantastic Four PJs. We did laugh. And you know what? I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm not heartless, I'm not full of shit. I laughed a little bit. Mainly because, let's be honest, we all we have all wanted to tell a judge to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, I did think Stanley came off as a bit of a dick. I mean, I get it, fanboy showing up at your house, Jason. But I was like, Jason, you're sp- you're speaking into a microphone saying Stanley was kind of a dick. I mean, who do you think you are? I mean, in this cameo, he's so heartwarming and all so many other cameos, even when he's being dismissive or uh. DJ at a strip club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, He's so, kind of just like being mean to a fanboy, which I get it because Sheldon's an idiot and we're all supposed to make fun of him throughout the show. But I'm like, ah, his one appearance is him just kind of berating a fan and then. You ready, for, the, you ready for that big twist, Jason? Ready. This was fine. <laughs> this wasn't what? a bad episode of television <laughs> even though it was big bang theory what a twist and i actually not gonna lie it was a lot better than i expected <laughs> it was i will say it was better than i expected look am i gonna tell you to to go out and seek and watch this episode no yeah, it's pretty... I had to buy this episode on iTunes. Yeah, I still kind of feel bad you had to do I that. I suffer for my art, Jason. <laughs> we all make sacrifices. Some of us more than others. So, 
Uh, is this a good Stan Lee thing? Sure. Is it the worst? No. Is it the best? Definitely not, because that is Mallrats. Yeah, I still like the other three I said last week more. But it could have been a worse cameo. Not gonna lie. It was weird at some points, and I didn't laugh throughout the whole episode. But I didn't spend the whole time cringing. So, yeah, not bad, actually, I guess. Uh, I give it a three out of five. I give it an okay out of whatever. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, yes. Uh, ye- oh, let's plug my blog, which I keep forgetting to update, and I apologize for that, but I swear I'm working on stuff. Uh, ThoughtCauldron.com. T-H-O-T-Cauldron.com. <laughs> Anyways, I'm talking about homebrew things related to 5th edition D&D. Um, yeah, you have anything you want to plug? I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. At D-H-P Gastelum. G-A-S-T-E-L-U-M is in Mary. And stop by dhpgastelum.com. Mondays we update with podcasts, Wednesdays and Fridays with comics. And you can read Aria, a cyberpunk mystery, chapter three, on Wednesdays and Fridays. Jason, are you ready to hear my Stan Lee story? Yes. So, the comic book shop where I, where I hang out sometimes, they announced, Hey, for free comic book day, Stan Lee is going to be here. Oh my god, it's like a Big Bang Theory episode. And I said, cool, I am going to not be here. What? You didn't want to get I, your first edition whatever signed? Dude, have you met me? I have no <laughs> chill. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, I can't relax, man. You would have freaked out in front of Stan Lee? I would have freaked out, man. <laughs> so I did the smart thing. Uh, Kate lived in, in San Francisco, so I booked a flight <laughs> to SFO the day of Free Comic Book Day, and I... Uh, get off the plane and I check my phone. Everyone's freaking out at the comic book store. Uh, Stan Lee, his plane has been grounded at SFO. Ah, oh, so he's next to you. He's in the JetBlue terminal, <laughs> and I oh, and I flew JetBlue. Wow! Did you guys say hi? No. Basically, <laughs> I blindfolded myself and sprinted away which by the way terrible thing to do in an airport you mean one of the most crowded places ever and uh yeah <laughs> oh god that's hilarious you almost like Sheldon Cooper him you could have gotten your own autograph from a restraining order did you just compare me to Sheldon Cooper I would never you are so fucking dead <laughs>